This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. So uh, so just fresh in from the 2009 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. That's where we were for the last several days. And, boy, it was a great time. We can talk more about that. I know that we've got at least one call on the line that wants to reflect on this weekend's activities. But more important than that is what happened this morning here in New Hampshire. Now... It was pretty stunning. The calls came in over Pork 411. Pork 411 is a service that was created by a Free uh, Free State Project member. Of course, we're talking about the Free State Project moving hundreds and thousands of liberty-loving individuals all here to New Hampshire in order to get active for freedom. And so one of the activists created this brilliant service called Porcupine 411, where you can dial a phone number and leave a message. And then that message is uh, instantly emailed to hundreds of people. It's also sent to uh, certain smartphones and things like that. So activists are instantaneously sent that message. So as soon as you hang up the phone, it gets distributed out across the activist network. And so Brian Travis, one of our listeners and one of the, I would say, most most dedicated movers. I mean, this is a guy who has spent thousands of dollars just to move his family uh, from Colorado here to New Hampshire, making four or five trips over here because they have a lot of horses. And so they needed a lot of land in New Hampshire, and they got that, and they uh, they brought their horses up here. And it was just an, a long, arduous process that this uh, this man went through to bring his family here to New Hampshire. And how was he rewarded for his efforts? Well, as you may recall, if you've listened to the show for a little while, we had Brian on uh, a few weeks back when his son was arrested. Cooper, his son, was arrested for videotaping a cop while he was on his own property. When I say he, I mean Cooper. So Cooper was on Brian's property where he lived at the time, and the cop had come up to harass Cooper to try to get him to consent to a search of the premises or an inspection of the uh, the property because someone had made a, uh, I guess, an anonymous call to the police or the SPCA in this case. Well, it wasn't anonymous. They did find out who did it. Did they? Okay. It was a, a woman whose uh, husband builds horse barns. Okay. I didn't know if that was confirmed or just a rumor. Okay, maybe maybe I'm you know, but speculating. So so the cops got this call saying, well, these horses don't have an appropriate structure that they can live underneath during the winter months, the cold winter months up here in New Hampshire. So apparently there's some sort of you know governmental uh, regulation that says that one must have uh, this certain specific structure built to a specific code in order to house your animals. And they were saying, well, Brian does not have this on his property, and so that's why the cops came out to investigate it. Cooper was videotaping the cop as he was asking his questions. The cop didn't like that very much, arrested Cooper, never actually ended up charging him with something, just kind of... It's because in- there isn't... A, there, he right. didn't do anything wrong. He was videotaping a man who was on his property. Exactly. From his property. And he brought uh, the cop. Then brought Cooper back to the police station. Gave him a little it makes talking you wonder, to. These cops hate being videotaped so much. What have they got to hide? Well, they're thugs, and they're doing things that are contrary to their own rules and regulations. And they like to be in control, and they like to go around telling people what to do. That's all absolutely true. In this case, they did let. 
Cooper go after giving him a stern talking to at the police station. He then had to walk home after that. So the story was pretty outrageous as it was originally. And then added to that, rumor was that uh, the woman who did snitch on Brian was somebody who actually, his, whose husband builds horse structures. So apparently she had approached them after they'd moved in and said, hey, you notice you don't have a horse structure here. You know, my husband, sure, uh, he builds these. Here's his business card. Let us know if you need any help. And, you know, Brian, being a self-sufficient individual, did not really need that kind of assistance. He decided he was going to do it himself. Um, so I guess the fact that he didn't give her the business led her to snitch him out to the cops. And, of course, we have to mention here that horses have somehow managed to survive for thousands of years without having a three-sided shelter with a roof on it. And many states don't have the same um, regulations they do in New Hampshire. Are they abusing their horses in Colorado? So we're going to go to Brian Travis. He's on our amplifier line. Brian, you've listened to our recap. What did we miss? What did we get wrong? And then let's take it from here and see what happened this morning. Well, that pretty much sums it up. I okay. was hoping to I was hoping to call in tonight and say what a great time I had at the Liberty Forum. But yeah, uh, <laughs> it was a great time, and it's, I'm sorry it had to uh, terminate in uh, this morning's activities for you. That was really sad to hear what happened. But one one point of clarification: was it speculation that the uh, the snitch was this uh, this woman neighbor, or was that an ab- absolute fact that it was her? Well, there was uh, uh, it, it was I guess those two were speculation. Okay. Uh, based on because it, it's anonymous, the the cops won't say, right. uh, but the people at the grain store know, and they kind of hinted, and you know that was enough. You know, it's funny. Uh, you know, here in America, the idea was this, that you got to face your accuser. Apparently not. Well, yeah, you don't. Um, You don't. I mean, like somebody can snitch on you, and then the state goes out and looks, and then the state becomes the accuser. Right. How did that happen? So, Brian, uh, what happened this morning? Well, uh, fortunately, uh, we uh, there was a snowstorm last night, and uh, I actually uh, got in the car to head down to my client, and I saw a 20-mile backup behind, you know, and I, I just turned around and came home, uh, and uh, same with Heidi. So we were sitting here when uh, we look out the window, and there's a whole bunch of police cars coming up, and they're running across our lawn because we have a couple of friends living in a, in a trailer behind us. So uh, several cops went down. It was a raid. This was a raid. Did they have and, now? When uh, you say raid, that draws to mind for me, uh, you know, like helmets and visors and MP5s. What's going on? Yeah, I think they do raids a little differently in these little towns in New Hampshire. Okay. But no, there were no helmets. Uh, they all had their guns very visible. They were all wearing the orange vest that say police on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, Those are good things were, for cops uh, to wear when they're uh, you know break, you know when they're just busting onto people's property. You should wear an orange vest that says police on it. Right. So uh, you know, a sharp knock at the door. At least they knocked. They didn't break in my new door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the police chief, whom I know I've talked to several times. You know, he's a, a pretty uh, uh, good guy for a you know police chief. And uh, he says uh, we have a warrant uh, to check the uh, the premises, uh, to check the the property, not the house, the property. Uh, and then he hands this to me, and I look at it, and it sure looks like a warrant. I mean, you know, I guess. You know, I was kind of expecting it. No, no, what was uh, it? It was a possibility. Brian, how long? And, um, did, Brian, hold on. The did you? The thing they wanted to do is anybody else in the house? And I said, well, yeah, Heidi's right there, and, you know, my son Miller is uh, uh, probably sleeping because he was, you know, I didn't tell him this, but, you know, he was partying a lot. Of the <laughs> the hey, hey, Brian, did you take a yeah. look at the search warrant? What did it say on it? Did you take the time to read it? Were you given the opportunity? Yes, I did. And did it did it specifically say the premises, or did it mention the house at all? Uh, it, it did not mention the house, uh, and I. I, I um, so how did the police uh, get into your house? They 
said that they had that they needed to. Well, the the, the warrant says um, temporarily temporarily secure any and all firearms on the above named property. So they use that as a. Um, uh, I guess justification to come in and uh, just do a quick scan, although, uh, you know, they didn't do a very good scan, but that, that, they used that to get into the house. Hmm. I, I, and it's a tough one to fight because, you know, they know us, and they know that we're always uh, carrying, you know, guns on our hips, and uh, we, we have a reputation that way. Right, but search warrants are designed to say, here's what we're coming in to do, here's what we're looking for, and horses don't fit inside of houses. Why would they need to go in and secure all of the guns in the house when they don't even need to be there in the first place? Well, the, they also wanted to make sure that there was no people in the house who could be hiding and shooting. at Hiding them, horses the or... Hiding and shooting at the cops, presumably. Like, they yeah. were scared. Yeah. The cops were scared that there was going to be, a, you know, some sort of uh, gun down happening here at uh, Brian's residence. They always use their fear as an excuse for more tyranny. That's true, yeah. Could be Waco. Well, there's more of that also because they, they blocked off the street. A uh, half mile, uh, a quarter mile in each direction. There's a half mile of you can't come here on yeah. the street. They were totally covering this up. They did not want anybody to uh, to witness what was going on. They certainly didn't want any other free staters showing up with video cameras. And I heard they were covering up the license plates. I want to hear about that. Yeah, there's a lot more to tell, uh, to tell here. Brian, you can hang on, right? Yeah, We're going to come back with more here in moments. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Features including, by the way, the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Just go to wiki.freetalklive.com and enjoy all of that on us. You can edit virtually anything you see there. It's like the listener editable version of our website, wikiwiki.freetalklive.com. Go to toosmallforme.com. That's the numeral two and the numeral four, toosmallforme.com. And you can clean out unwanted or unused kids' items from your home, save money by grabbing donated items, and take advantage of the coupons and freebies that they have over there. It's toosmallforme.com. It's easy to use. My wife did it, and, and I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy being able to get rid of the, some of that stuff and clean out uh, your closet. Toosmallforme.com. We are talking about an outrageous act, uh, action that was taken this morning against one of the Free State Project members, Brian Travis and his family, actually. The uh, police raided his property this morning, searching for not drugs, but horses. And what precipitated all this was somebody snitched out Brian for not having the appropriate uh, structure uh, that the horses could live underneath during the wintertime. He built that structure months ago, and presumably it was up to spec. So I'm not sure why it was they came back in this particular case. I think there was an additional building or something he had to do. All right, we're going to find out from Brian. Uh, Brian, I mean, what do, what do you think it was that prompted this morning's raid? You were beginning to describe it to us with, what was it, like a dozen officers showing up and with their guns oh, on their least. hips? and uh, what? Go ahead. 
Yeah, there, there was at least a dozen from three different towns. Uh, all of, I, I think all of the officers from uh, my little town were here. There were at least five Candia police cars. I think that's all we have. And there were a couple from uh, two neighboring towns, and there was a, a guy from the county and a guy from a state trooper, I think, uh, all kind of blocking off the road to make sure nobody comes in. Now, the, the important thing about that is they, they know what we're doing here. I, I don't think a search warrant for a normal house would say uh, temporarily, temporarily secure any and all firearms on the above-named property. But we're pretty, you know, pretty open about the fact that, you know, we're armed and we walk around armed. I mean, it, it's just a, you know, it's like Brian, a Brian, I got a question extent. for you about that. Did you think to, did you push back at all when they tried to enter the house? How did that conversation go? Uh, I asked them, I said, why do you need to enter the house? The search warrant doesn't say that. Oh, we have to, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, did you think to say, tells me if there's a search warrant, you just step back and, and let them deal with, let the, you know, courts and lawyers deal with it later. Right. I didn't want to get... But they don't have a search warrant for your house. Did you think to tell them, look, you have to show me a search warrant that names the house because you don't come in my house without it? I was not quite that clear-headed at the no, time. No, it's never okay. easy. Yeah, no, it's, uh, we the, thought the, of it during the break. So, <clears throat> Yeah, the idea of being able to second-guess, you know, second it's very difficult. And then you have to do it in that moment. Even if you thought about it ten minutes after they started searching, you're screwed. You're done. That's not true. No, yep. You can kick the cops out anytime. You should be able oh, to. They, I bet you you're going to have darn difficult time. They were in for, for 20 seconds. Okay. They, I mean, they, they, were, they were in. Uh, they just wanted to make sure the firearms were secured. I had to go get uh, get Miller out of bed. And um, uh, the, the, the interesting thing was that, uh, well, I, I won't go into that right now. Anyway, so he, got, he had to leave. They had to clear the house out. And then they posted uh-huh. a cop at the front door. Of course, we have two or three other entrances to the house that nobody was was posted at. But, uh, you so, know, but the idea the was they were posting the cop. They were posting the cop there, so somebody couldn't go back in, retrieve a firearm, come out, and start spraying the cops. Yeah, like how stupid is that? Yeah, and I'd like to ask. I'd like to ask this question. I mean, how how many to any law enforcement officers that might be listening? How many cops do they normally send to go and serve a warrant looking for something like? Horses. Do they normally send 12 <laughs> cops along? It seems to me like they were expecting, as you suggested, some kind of a Waco situation well, to go down. No, this is just a perfect example of how ineffective police are at solving problems. I mean, look at the way they came out with the first encounter. Somebody was videotaping them from his own property, and they came on the property or demanded that he come off of... Hey, come off your property, stand out here in the street so I can arrest you for filming me from your house. How crazy is that? And then look at the way they respond. The only thing these people know how to do is get their buddies, get some guns, and go threaten people with them. Well, I, I, uh, I ran into a, an officer on the street. I was asking about something they were doing with the telephone poles because he was guarding them. And uh, he recognized me and... Uh, and he knows about the Free State Project. He knows about you people, you know. And uh, and so I'm sure that's why they closed off the streets. Now, when I left, I grabbed my camera, uh, but I thought I had my phone in my pocket, but I didn't. So I, I came back later to get my phone, and I asked the, the guard cop at the door, can I get my phone? And he had to ask his supervisor. <laughs> and the supervisor said, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, as long as it's for emergencies. And I said, hey, dude, you know, I'm on uh, – I'm on the clock here. I've got, I got to deal with my client. Well, as long as you just use it for emergencies. So, of course, that's when I, I made the first Port 411 call, mm-hmm. and they know about Port 411, and that's why they blocked the roads off for half a mile. Because they knew that there was a chance that other activists might show up with video cameras in hand prepared to assist. 
Uh, of course, they're they're thinking that everything's going to be armed. They think that everything's going to be an armed confrontation. For whatever reason, they believe that free staters are dangerous uh, individuals. And I mean, we're dangerous in that we're exposing their tyranny for what it is. But we're not dangerous in that we're going to pull out guns and start going out in a blaze of glory. You know, that's not what the free state project's about. But every time you push a man. That's a possibility. That's true. Every time you bring in twelve cops um, into you know somebody's house and you kick you know, you know break some of their stuff and you you know remove their animals and steal property from them, there's a chance that that guy's going to snap. Or what incentive right. do they have to actually look into the Free State Project and understand what it's all about and who these people are? None. Yes, I, I, I wear a gun because I'm a nonviolent person and I want to take away that option from any aggressor. You know that, that that's a peaceful thing, but they don't see it that way because they they you know think the worst about people whenever they meet them. Well, that's it's because they want to be the only ones with guns. They know what aggression's about, and they don't like the idea that somebody would be as well armed as them. Well, uh, they they took my gun, uh, but I had something a lot more dangerous to them. Video and camera. I videotaped the whole thing, and I just uh, I just uh, edited it down and uh, put it up on YouTube. So oh, fantastic! It be there right, right now, if, I think if you search for SPCA raid, you'll probably find it. Okay, I'm not sure it's so, finished uploading. I just finished. It. Now, Brian, here's here's what I'm a little unclear on. Uh, can can you help me out? Do um, you know? Did they? Why is it that they were there? They you had built uh, buildings for your horses that fit their little rules. I mean, what they were claiming horse? I mean, what's what what happened? What were they, why, why yeah, were they what, there for? Right. Well, there were some other uh, other concerned citizens that called in. One of them was the uh, uh, we know for a fact was the tax collector of our little town, who is the wife of the largest uh, uh, landowner and builder in town, uh-huh. who uh, probably gets a lot of tax breaks. But uh, she uh, she made a complaint, and I talked to the chief about this, and the chief was pretty cool about it. About what? So what kind of complaint? Give you a heads up. Uh, but the other thing is, what kind of we, complaint? Had, we had that ice storm, and after we built the sheds, uh, which uh, a lot of uh, uh, porcupines helped us to do, during the ice storm, the uh, uh, branches fell through a couple of those sheds and damaged the roof, uh, damaged the roof on one, and you know knocked the support off of the other one. So we had we have been uh, you know putting new sheds in, but you know sheds are of secondary importance. The most important thing is to make sure the horses are fed, because if they're fed and they get enough calories, they don't really need, you know, a shed. That, that's how they managed to survive before humans discovered them. I want to come back with more of this here and find out what the complaint was about. You mentioned that uh, the first you mentioned the first complaint, who the complainant was, but you didn't mention what it was in regards to. So hang on, Brian, we're going to bring you back for more of this and find out more about uh, the police's behavior, how they blocked off their license plates, apparently, and more. It's all coming up on Free Talk Live. Read Drop Dead Gorgeous, the debut horror novel by liberty-loving Irish author Wayne Simmons. Meet horror's new bad girls and the chilling Paige Turner, hailed by David Moody, author of Haters, as completely brilliant. Drop Dead Gorgeous is available from Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and all other major online retailers. Go to DropDeadDolls.com now for more details. Live free, then die. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. 
and Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and we give them away, including updates. You get signed up. We'll clue you in whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. Send out an update today announcing we are auctioning off yet another banner advertisement for Free Talk Live's website. You can win the entire second uh, – you can win for an entire month the second banner on the site. So pretty nice position to be in. And you might be able to get it at a nice price because it's up for auction at auction.freetalklive.com. The 57th running of America's legendary sports car classic runs Saturday, March the 21st at Sebring International Raceway. Mobile, the mobile 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, features the fastest race cars in the world. Gates open Wednesday, March the 18th for four days of action, culminated by the big 12-hour classic on Saturday, March the 21st. For ticket information, visit sebringraceway.com. Sebring, the biggest sports car race of them all. That's SebringRaceway.com. Toll free, 800-259-9231. We are back to Brian Travis. He is an early mover for the Free State Project. Spent a lot of time moving himself uh, and his family and their horses. They have a num- or had a number of them up until this morning here to New Hampshire. And they were harassed a few months back by the SPCA and the cops over not having a, uh, a legally appropriate shelter for their horses. They went ahead and built that shelter because they didn't want the cops to come and steal their horses from them. But this morning, the cops came anyway and stole a number of their horses from them. Now, Brian, you mentioned that there were a couple of complaints involved here. One from some, uh, was, was it a selectman, town selectman? No, it was the uh, tax collector. For oh, the, the tax town. collector. And so apparently, this is what I love, by the way. This is what happened with my situation with the couch, where a bureaucrat who works for the town or the city is just as qualified as anyone else to submit complaints. So even though the complaint process is supposed to be for, you know, supposed citizens complaining against one another, they, the bureaucrats are the ones that most of the time are, the, are writing up the complaints. And that's what happened here. One of the town bureaucrats went after you for whatever reason. What was the complaint in regards to? We're, uh, we're from Colorado, and you know, people, a lot of people don't know Colorado really doesn't have a lot of snow, not, not down in the plains. We're in the desert. And so uh, we have electric fences that work because the horses are standing on the ground, and when they touch the wire, they get a shock. Mm-hmm. Well, here, there's snow on the ground. You know, I mean, it, you never see the dirt until spring. We're starting to see it now. Right. And so that insulates the horses. You have to build electric fences different here than you did back there, and I didn't know that when I built the fences. And so... Um, there was, a, there was a horse, a stallion, uh, and you know what they're interested in. So he was trying to show off for the ladies, and he just kind of puts his foot up on top of the electric fence that doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's just trying to show off. Well, he happened to be doing that when the male lady drove by, and she was so upset that this poor creature was stuck in the fence, she was crying, and she called her friend, the tax collector, and the tax collector came out, knocked on the door, and I wasn't home, but Millie was here, and she said, uh, I need to come on your property to fix this, this horse. And Miller said, you know, come back with a warrant, pretty much. <laughs> the same mm-hmm. thing that Cooper did. And, uh, well, uh, before you know it, she's now down to the police station because, you know, it's in the same building where she works and, uh, and you know, uh, makes a complaint there. Well, the cops are uh, they're pretty tired of this, this whole thing because every time somebody makes a pl- complaint, they come out and they say everything looks fine to us. By the time the cops got out here, the horse had lifted his foot off and it was just, you know, hanging around yeah so, so the, the, the horse the wasn't problem. stuck the horse wasn't stuck he was just kind of doing one of his horsey tricks right i mean he's a he's a guy right and there's a whole bunch of girls in the next pen right and you know spring is coming and he's just trying to show off it's a nice sunny day 
but she, but, the, but the mail lady and the tax collector lady uh, didn't know that, and they thought, well, you know, that horse must be caught in the fence, that poor yeah. thing. And their ignorance Let's resulted in your picture. being inconvenienced by the police so, in that case. So you got raided because somebody thought they saw a horse in the fence and you wouldn't let um, anybody come on the property? No one asked you, hey, is there a horse caught in your fence? The reason we got raided, I am sure, is not because of that. That's just comp- Those are just the things that, that they told the judge in order to create a, uh, what, a, a probable, probable cause. cause yep. But the reason we were raided is because Cooper stood up for his rights and wouldn't let that SPCA bastard on the property. He had a thing for us. He was pissed. There were a whole lot of free, call- free staters who called this guy and told him you know, to uh, politely mind his own business. And he had it out for us. And How dare those? I know, day and night for the last three months trying to get this thing done. How dare those free staters come into our town and think they're going to tell us that, you know, they can film us and that we don't have to, they don't have to let us on their property and go look at whatever well, we okay. want. Yeah, We're going to get know, our yeah, buddies just, together with cops, guns. You know, there's that one, that one cop, and uh, he, uh, uh, he really paid for it. You know, everybody has seen that YouTube video. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I must say that the police in this town are, are uh, pretty upright. You know, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing... They're doing evil things by, you know, uh, uh, charging people with victimless crimes. But it's a, probably about as best as you can get given the current climate. I don't think it's, so, it's, Brian. It's the guy from the SPCA. This guy had it out for us. And, you know, the police... The, the, Brian, Brian, the guy from the SP, SPCA didn't arrest your son for filming him from your own property. The cop did. That, yes. the, the cops didn't come out from their own Just police station. Nice doesn't make them good people. They're acting on the behest of the SPCA guy. The SPCA guy is behind all this, right? And then the police are just following orders. Is that what's happening? They are just following orders, exactly. But, it, but if the SPCA guy let it drop, I would have never seen a cop today. This guy had it out because he was embarrassed. His name went out there. He well, was it's out there again. His, the his and now he's got to get even. And I'd like to put his name out there again if I could, Brian. Except the vendetta. And the cops were there doing their ugly stuff uh, because it was their job. Well, let's put his name out there again uh, because he's going to get more phone calls. I called him today, and the first thing I said when he pick up, he answered his cell phone was, uh, "Your this call is being recorded." I then introduced myself, and after I'd introduced myself, there was no one else on the line. He dropped, uh, dropped the phone call. I called back, left him a message saying, "I'm Ian Freeman from uh, internationally syndicated talk show Free Talk Live. Uh, I'd like to have your comment as to why you stole uh, my listeners' horses. You're a snushy little worm, is what you are, pal." And I gave him my phone number. He hasn't, he hasn't called back, nor has the police chief uh, called me back. So let's get a little bit deeper into the story here, Brian, because we've just gotten to the point where they arrived, they came into your home, they secured, the, they kicked you out of your own home, and it's cold, by the way, right now in New Hampshire. They kicked you out into the cold, and they posted a guard at the front door of the house. Then what do they do? They were searching the property for horses. So then what? Uh, oh, there, there was a whole phalanx of vets. There was uh, Dr. George from the Deerfield Animal Hospital, and uh, I got a chance to talk to him. And uh, uh, it's on the video. And it's uh, you know, if, if you're a, a customer of Dr. George, you need to stop. Um, <laughs> and uh, he was there to uh, you know inspect the animals and make sure they were uh, you know everything was okay, that they weren't being you know beaten, and there was no scars and all this other stuff. And and basically, he didn't look at all the animals. You know, he basically he, he looked at the animals that were uh, uh, easy to get to. You know, but the spirited ones, they were out and back. He didn't, he didn't even bother with that. They ran hmm. away. 
So it's not about the animals. It's about, you know, they, they took our most valuable horses, you know, the racehorses who are well-trained and, you know, are good around people. Those, those are the ones they took because they can get more money for them. Well, wait a minute. Why did they take the horses? What was their excuse? Uh, let's see. Uh, within six months, there's some kind of one of their rules. They call them laws. But one of their rules is that uh, uh, within six months, you have to have a health certificate or some kind of a disease check or something that you file with the state veterinarian. And okay. So your, because, so your horses don't have their papers? The horses don't have their papers, exactly. The horses right. didn't have they, – they had their – we had the private papers. You know, we have all of their breeding papers. We have all of their, you know, their lineage, all the stuff that makes them valuable, you know, that you want to show somebody. My gosh. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, and we have all the health checks in Colorado. But, uh, you know, I don't Why know pay for it again? Move here and, and I'm supposed to read the, the, entire, the entire law dictionary when I come to Colorado or come to New Hampshire to decide what it is I'm supposed to, you know, I'm expected to do as a citizen who moves here? Yes. That's yeah. what they expect. Wow. Uh, this, is, this is pretty amazing. But it's even worse than I'd, uh, I had originally in, uh, imagined it. And uh, So let me see if I've got this straight, Brian, where we are right now. The police come into your home. They come onto your property. They bring some veterinarian with them. They look at the horses that are easy to look at, the ones that are just standing around waiting for them. They don't bother with the rest of the horses on the property that are running about. And then they confiscate the most valuable horses on the basis of you not having filled out some governmental paperwork and um, paid some licensing fees. Am I, is that all correct so far? Yeah, and it gets worse. Oh boy. More coming up here. Hang on, Brian. We're going to bring you back for more. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, so we've been talking all hour here about a outrageous situation that developed this morning here in New Hampshire with one of the Free State Project members, Brian Travis, moved here last year with his family and a lot of their horses, a whole bunch of horses, out to a very nice piece of property in Candia, New Hampshire. This morning, uh, the property was raided by the police, by about a dozen officers, lots of cop cars, uh, big police trailers. They came in and stole Brian's horses from him. Now, not all of the horses, because apparently some of them were trotting about the property and relatively difficult to uh, to get a handle on, but they did steal the most expensive horses, the racing horses he mentioned, and some others. Brian, how many of your 12 horses did they steal from you? Uh, well, they, they stole 12. Oh, they stole they 12. 12. I'm sorry. Wow, you've got a yeah, lot of damn have, horses. <laughs> yeah, we, we, have, we have more left, but, uh, you know, they didn't get all those. You said something, though, police... They were police trailers. Nah, that's not true. It's even worse. Okay, what happened? And this gets us into the next uh, issue here, and that is that these trailers were uh, owned by local horse farms around the area. Hmm. And the people who uh, drove them are owners of these horse farms. You know, they're horse trailers. They just uh, uh, commandeered them or paid them. I'm not really sure how the SPCA and the local towns and whatever works with these, you know, horse uh, farms to come out and steal people's horses. I've heard of this before, though, so I was prepared for it. So basically what we're looking at here is a, a nice little wealth transfer from the Travis household to the horse farms. Well, yes, and, and as we 
we speak, those dozen horses are in these various farms, um, you know, barns. Uh, we don't know where because it's a super secret. Uh, they are uh, under uh, uh, the color of law. They're under threat of I don't know uh, sanction if they if, if any people in the in the farm uh, tell us or tell anybody you know that these that these horses that they've confiscated are in their care. Hey Brian, I have a friend who had uh, these race horses or horses that would do the jumps and all that. Uh, now she would say that these the the nicer horses would be twenty to fifty upwards to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Are are yours in that kind of ballpark? Yep, that's it. This well, is this is amazing. Um, wow. So, what about this whole thing of them covering up their licenses? When did you figure that out? Well, I was um, I was taking my camera and going around. I mean, they were doing a bunch of stuff, so I was just going out on the road, and I wanted to get all record all the license plates of the people involved here so you know in case we wanted to know and and wanted to give them a call and ask them i don't know i don't have no idea how you would find somebody's phone number from their license plate but you know at least we have a starting place and as i was going up i was taking pictures of everybody's license plates that, that were parked on the street because those people were special if you were an actual human you couldn't get through the police blockade right mm-hmm. so everybody parked out on the street there were were people who were involved in this raid so i got to this one truck and there was a trailer that didn't have a license plate Hmm. But the truck did. The next trailer didn't have a license plate either. And I went to take a picture of the truck license plate, and the truck license plate had duct tape, fresh duct tape, right over the numbers huh. on the on the back. I was I was walking forward to it. Now is the idea and there thought, to wow, protect? This is really odd. Why would you put duct tape over your license plate? I thought maybe you know so it doesn't get hit with rocks or something, you know. And so I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I went around to the front of the truck, and there was a license plate with fresh duct tape on it. So the idea there is to protect the identity of the people that they transferred the horses to, presumably. Yes, but it gets better than that. Okay. Uh, as I was walking around taking pictures, everybody that I, I, I took a picture of with my, with my phone now, because my camera uh, was out of order because of the snow, I was taking pictures with my, with my BlackBerry you know, video, and every time I'd come up to somebody, they would hold their head down in, in, in shame. I mean, they, they wouldn't want to look at me. They wouldn't want me to get their picture. Mm. As I went back, I looked, I, I looked at the... Um, a trailer that was behind this truck with the with the blacked out license plates and the name of the farm was on the trailer it was also covered up with duct tape wow wow this is really just scary stuff i've never even heard of stuff like this you're saying you have heard of these things happening before so clearly you're not the first uh, this isn't the first time it's happened it's just probably one of the first times it's really been significantly reported on but, but I do know that the, uh, the towns don't have their own police trailers, you know, that they, uh, they contract with, uh, you know, other horse... Uh, I horse, mean, just the whole situation of people's horses getting stolen from them. I mean, it's, it's pretty outrageous. How, how, did they know, how did they know how many horses they were going to take away that day? Did, did they uh, take as many horses as they had capacity in the trailer? No, they didn't, uh, and, and that, that's another thing. They, I mean, these, these trailers have coming and coming. They're kind of beautiful trailers, you know, uh-huh. beautiful one-ton Dodge Rams. I mean, they're great trucks, um, uh, and these, these trailers are huge. They could have carried all of our horses and then some. Okay. Now, and, were the know, police... coming, and they're all parked out on the street now in this half-mile, you know, demilitarized zone. And uh, I, I, I went down and talked to the, uh, the state, uh, the, state the, the guy from the state agriculture or whatever, and I said, hey, you know, if you're going to take all of our horses, why do you even bring the vet down here? Why don't you just take them all? Oh, well, you know, it's the vet's word and all that stuff. So it happens that the vet is our vet. 
I mean, when you were here, we hired the, the vet they said was the best in town. Uh, when we had a problem with a horse a couple of weeks ago, this guy came out, charges $226 to, to look at a horse that uh, had a little uh, problem with her, her uh, leg, you know, wrapped it up and, and left. Now this guy comes back, the same guy stealing our horses. I wonder how so much did he, he say the horses were sick, or did they, you know, what, what, you'd said that it was because they didn't have their papers, their inspection papers or whatever. Um, so now he's saying that they're sick? No, 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 horses are fine today. No, I mean, horses uh, get injured all the time. I mean, there's, you know, when there's two horses, they fight, they, get, they, they trip, they get stuck. I mean, you... you, you so what they so take why, the horses Why did they pick... Why did they take those horses? They, wait, wait, Brian, you said they took all the horses. They, no, why they did took they take 12. the horses? They took 12 of the horses. They took all the horses they could get their damn hands on. Right. Why did they take yeah, the horses? Because of the paperwork, right? Yeah, it was, it was, we didn't have the health certificates filed, and they claimed we didn't have uh, so uh, enough what, uh, shelter. So what do they need uh, the vet for? The rules, but we, but the, the horses were just fine. They were perfectly So healthy, what do they need the vet uh, for? And what, what did they say the reason was for no, leaving no, the other horses? No, no, what do they horses? need the vet for? That's the question I asked. Right, but and, and he said it was the know, vet's word. It's uploaded. Uh, you can see it. I asked the vet. He told me. Or no, I asked the, uh, the, the state vet, the guy who's in charge of all the state vets. And uh, he said, well, we have to have the expert look at all the horses. And, and, and come to what conclusion? That they don't have Good paperwork? Uh, you need a, that's pretty much it. You need a veterinarian to tell you, um, you know, to check the horses and find out whether they've got papers shoved in their butt? I mean, what? <laughs> what, what? I don't understand. Were all of your horses... This is what I'm telling you. This is a vendetta from the SPCA. Oh, I agree. embarrassed when he, when he had my son arrested. I don't see what it, how it could be else, uh, otherwise. Did, right. did any of your horses have the required paperwork? Were they all considered illegal by the New Hampshire government? They uh, ended up calling our vet in Colorado because uh-huh. he's been taking care of the horses for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the vet said, uh, Heidi is a wonderful horse uh, owner. Ta- she takes care of all the horses. I check up on the horses all the time. I've been working with her forever. I just didn't have the New Hampshire paperwork. This was Colorado paperwork. But you didn't have it on all the horses, and they only took 12. Right. Just because well, that's they're all too they lazy get. to round them up. That makes sense. It makes sense that they took the horses for paperwork. It doesn't make sense that they have to have the expert, as they said, have to have the expert check well, no, them it doesn't, and give his word it doesn't as make to what. Sense. He it, didn't give his word to anything. It doesn't make sense that they had to take them for the paperwork because none of the horses had had the right paperwork. Yeah, but, but they couldn't get them in, you know, bureaucrats well, and And they had the trailers for it, so really they're just halfway enforcing their own laws yeah, on this that raid. Makes perfectly, that makes perfect sense to me, <laughs> and that's, that's standard par for the course. What doesn't make sense is that they'd have this expert swear to nothing. So, yeah, and it, it just goes to further the point. What is this really about? It's not about yeah, the you, safety you guys, and security of the you, horses. You guys have just you guys just talked out loud what I was going through my head all day, yeah. and and that I mentioned before. It's not about paperwork. It's, it's not about, about them it's owning not about the you. It's about this SPCA, which is a private charity. It's this guy's vendetta against us for being embarrassed in that video a couple months ago. That's well, let's it. embarrass him some more. Yeah, let's definitely embarrass this guy some more. Steve Sproul is his name. There are details on how to contact this guy on nhfree.com, on the forums there in the general area. It's the top thread pretty much right now, uh, the thread about Brian I being I hope a raided. bunch of gang, um, armed, gang, uh, armed men don't come to his house and steal a bunch of his stuff. You know, Brian, I'd like to talk a little bit more. I mean, if you can hang through uh, first segment of the second hour, can you hang on? All right, I want to come back and talk about um, how you're handling this. I understand that these aren't so much your horses as they are your wife, Heidi, 
and uh, obviously this is probably a tough time for her. What is the next step? I mean, they've stolen your horses at this point. Is there some sort of process? Do you have to go through and beg them? Do you have to pay some sort of fines? What are you thinking about doing next? How can the activists help you? How can the, you know, the CD Evolution Fund get involved? Let's talk about what's coming next. So hang on. More with Brian Travis, one of the, uh, one of the activists here in New Hampshire, moved up as part of the Free State Project. And we're going to come back and talk to him, take your calls as well, at 800-259-9231. The government stole his multi-thousand-dollar horses from him today because he didn't have the government papers filled out. More on the way. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line we launch here in hour number two of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Have you been looking uh, to spice things up in the bedroom or fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamEve.com, get 50% off of one item when you type in FTL at the offer code coupon checkout. With your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's uh, AdamEve.com, offer code FTL. 800-259-9231. We spent the entire first hour talking with Brian Travis. He is a friend of ours and a listener to the show. Uh, in addition, he's also a Free State Project member. He moved up here last year, brought his whole family and a whole lot of horses up here with him because, well, he, like us, uh, moved up to find more freedom, to work toward more freedom, to become an activist for liberty. And little did he know that he would become embroiled in a, a bit of conflict, in fact, quite a bit of conflict with the local government. He lives in the Candia area of New Hampshire on a very nice piece of property. And today, the police showed up in force with officers from surrounding departments. They pulled officers off of other squads to come and stand guard at his house as a veterinarian came in and looked at his horses. For what reason we still have yet to determine because they were checking not the health of the horses necessarily. They were checking the paperwork status of the horses. Turns out Brian didn't uh, jump through their hoops. He didn't obey like a good little citizen and fill out whatever uh, requisite paperwork the state of New Hampshire has for horse owners. Didn't pay the licensing fees or whatever it is that they demand. And so as a result of that, they stole a dozen ex- very expensive horses. And even if they weren't expensive, it would still be outrageous. They stole a dozen animals, a dozen horses from Brian's property this morning, and uh, and it was just just a, a stunning display of, of force on the part of the government, showing that we're the government and you're not. We own you. We own your horses. And if we say we want your horses, we're going to come and get them, and there's nothing you can do about it. They came in. They, uh, they came inside your home. They uh, secured your firearms. They kicked you out of your own home. They, uh, they loaded up trailers full of these horses, trailers which had duct tape on the license plates, trailers which had tape over the names of the the owners of the trailers that were written on the sides. They wanted to obscure the destination of these horses, you know, in case you wanted to actually go after your loved animals and, and retrieve them for yourself. 
what, where do we go next from here, Brian Travis? Uh, are you going to even be able to get these horses back? Or are they gone permanently? What are your options? Uh, uh, darn good question. The only uh, thing that they left me with as they left was, well, we'll be back a little later to give you an inventory. Uh, and so they gave me a, an inventory of the 12 horses by way of uh, photographs saying, you know, this is a, uh, a, a bay a mare and this is a, uh, you know, a, a, a baby or whatever. I think, so the law says, I think the law says they have to do that before they actually leave. So they left and then came back and gave you an inventory of what they took. Yes, it was several hours uh, before okay. they came back and gave us Good. the inventory. And I, I have no idea if they had 12 horses on there. You know, they said they had 12. They could have 20. I don't know. I don't know how many horses that were on there, but they said they had 12. And so, you know, we have to trust them because they're the government. So uh, we have Well, now, wait a minute. Hold on, Brian. I, wouldn't you be I, able I, to I really tell? Brian, wouldn't you be able, to be able to tell how many horses they have by virtue of how many you have left? Yes, but I, but uh, we haven't been back there yet. It's been so upsetting. We've I just see. been inside the house. We haven't, sure. we haven't taken an inventory yet. We will tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, but but the uh, uh, I, I've got these pictures that they took. Some of the pictures they took uh, on the property here, and some of them they took once they got into their destination stalls because they didn't have the proper pictures on the property. And I'm going to scan these pictures, and I'm going to scan the search warrant, and I'm going to put it all up there. I just didn't get a chance to do it before the show here because uh, I'm getting getting the video up. And I want everybody to tell me how sick and pathetic and abused these horses look. Well, they're not. Are they making those allegations, or are they just saying you don't have the paperwork? Why would they have the vet here if they're not sick and abused? And yeah. uh, and why would they have the police here if it's not a crime? It's not. You know, it's not a crime not to fill out paperwork. Oh wait, it is. But why would they have you know a dozen armed cops, uh, uh, you know, uh, securing a half mile uh, road in front of my house? Because, because you're a free stater, uh, and they're adrenaline junkies. They're adrenaline junkies who like going onto people's properties with guns and telling them what to do. That's exciting. That but they're really also cowardly. The... Well, so that's yeah, why they bring that's 12 of them. Exactly. Right. From other you know, towns. If it was really John Wayne that was going in there, he'd stand <laughs> right in front of that driveway with just a six-shooter on his hip and pop them off as they went for their guns. But no, they're just a, bu- they're just a bunch of schoolyard bullies that if it came down to a fair fight, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't take off a badge and take off their gun and fight me with their fists because they're cowards. So, Brian, uh, so you don't really even know what the next step is. These people have stolen your horses. They've said, okay, here's the inventory. No one has been charged with anything. They didn't arrest you or your wife or your son or anything like that. You did, by the way, get video footage of uh, most of this, and uh, you're working on uploading that to YouTube. Apparently it's not up there quite yet. But no one's been charged with anything, right? Uh, that's correct. Uh, the... Uh there, there was a guy uh, wearing a suit and tie and a baseball hat, and uh, I asked him who he was, and he says, who are you? And I said, do you know who I am? Uh, who are you? And he, he shut up. He wouldn't say anything. And I thought, immediately, attorney, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, you know, who are you, and, and uh, why can't you tell me your name? And he just kind of looked off in the distance like he's some kind of, you know, idiot savant. <laughs> and uh, uh, finally, he turned around, and I was able to see through the snow the um, – uh, his baseball cap said uh, Rockingham County, which is our county, uh, district attorney's office. Oh, boy. Brought so in the heavy he hitters for this, huh? So he's on he, your... The only thing that I knew is he was there to execute the search warrant. And he was on your property and refused to identify himself? Yes. Okay, great. That's all on video. You'll see it when <laughs> They're you... breaking all kinds of laws here. This is wonderful. 
Yeah, well, it'll be wonderful if we can get Brian his horses back. Well, did the did the people were the were the cops directing the traffic in and out where the people had their license plates covered up? Because I mean, that's a crime to drive around without a license plate on. If they're doing that and the police are supporting it, they're assisting these people in breaking the law under the color of law, which is a violation, and and they need to be brought to justice for this kind of behavior. Yeah, it sure seems like it. Wait, was there a question? Yeah, there? so were the, the police were assisting these people who had their license plates covered, yes? Oh, yes. Well, the, the police showed up first. Uh, they did the raid. They did, they did the sweep to make sure that they got all the people and all the guns out of the house. Of course, you know, they may have missed a few, but, uh, you know, they, they got everybody out. And, and then the, uh, the trailer started coming. You see that from the video. Okay. They, 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 you know, directed the trailers that were out there, you know, this way, this way, you know, waving their, their little wrist like that. Uh, and the trailers, man, they just, they just kept coming and coming and coming. And you'll see that on the video, too, how many trailers they had, uh, uh, you know, lined up just waiting to receive horses for the, so they could get there, there you know. There's got to be, there's got to be a way to challenge this search warrant, to challenge the actions that they've taken. I don't know what it is. We need to find that out and get that going for you. How many times okay. can the police execute a search warrant and not have criminal charges to go along with that? Doesn't that seem a little unusual that they just showed up, they took these horses, and they didn't bother charging him with failure to license the animals or whatever the you know the BS charge would be? Uh, well, they've got they've got like five years by their rules. They've got five years or two years or seven years or whatever their rules say to press charges. Really? I mean, the, 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 oh yeah, the thing with uh, with Cooper videotaping, they didn't press charge with him. They arrested him. They took him downtown. They let him go. You know, catch and release kind of thing. Take the hook out of the mouth and let him go back. Uh, but uh, it was. Um, uh, they, they apparently have five years to press charges on this thing, and they'll just kind of take their sweet time. And if, if we don't you know, obey ourselves, oh, remember that thing, you know, you were audiotaping somebody without their consent, mm-hmm. you know, in a violation of the 1974 Wiretapping Act. Yeah, well, well you know, we're going to press charges on that now. Brian, how can the activists help you out in this situation, if anything? I've been in contact, let me tell you, after I put out the first Pork 411, I'm using my BlackBerry now, which is my multi-everything, mm-hmm. uh, to do videotaping. And I'm getting text messages, I'm getting voice messages, people are calling, uh, worried, you know, wondering what to do. Um, we're going to be uh, meeting very, uh, very soon, like maybe in the next 24 hours or so, to figure out how we can direct the, um, uh, direct the energy where it will do the most good. Right now, all of the activists are converging at certainly at nhfree.com on the forum there. There's a thread about this, which contains the phone number for the Candia Police Department. It also contains a phone number for the SPCA, which was also behind this raid. I'll be Uh, calling for comment. Yeah, they have not given me any comments uh, yet. Here, hang on, Brian. I'm going to bring you back for one more segment. We're going to come back with uh, more of your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. We are focusing on one particular issue at the moment, and that is that one of our listeners had his home raided this morning, His uh, a dozen of his horses stolen from him by the New Hampshire State Government bureaucrats. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231, and uh, of course you can bring up anything. We'll get to uh, other topics here shortly. Uh, let's see. Also, you need to know that Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. And if you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, you need to get in touch with SACL CAI. Not only do they do collections, they also do early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. 
They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. We go back to Brian Travis. He was the victim of the multiple kidnappings this morning, or horse snappings in this particular case, where a dozen of your horses were carted off by anonymous individuals who, well, they were. you were able to photograph some of them or, or get video of some of them. They were doing their best to hide their faces because, obviously, they were embarrassed about doing what they were doing. Who they wouldn't be? They were taking perfectly healthy horses, horses that were in all, you know, normal shape. Uh, they were well taken care of. So it was not a, an animal welfare issue in the slightest. What it was an issue about was obedience. That's, of course, what the ultimate crime is. Uh, is As far as if we're talking about crimes that are not against another person, the ultimate crime, as far as the state is concerned, is you disobeying. You not doing whatever it is they demand of you. And in this case, you didn't jump through their paperwork hoops with your horses, and so that's the reason that they stole your horses. Theoretically, they could come back tomorrow morning and take the rest of them if they happen to be hanging out in the stalls, right? Uh, I, I, I guess if they've got big enough guns, they can do anything. So we're at a situation now where the activists are clamoring to know what they can do to help this out. I called the police chief earlier today. I called the SPCA, which is a bureauc- another uh, some sort of weird private agency that's become a bureaucracy that's uh, involved in this. And uh, I left messages for both of the, the people in charge there, and nobody has called me back. As a member of the media, no one bothered to call me back and comment. So people can go to nhfree.com in the forum there, and they can find the thread about this, and they can get some of those phone numbers. But um, you said there's going to be some kind of a meeting where people can learn more about what to do next, and you guys are going to brainstorm? Yeah, it's a brainstorming meeting. I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure exactly. Somebody else is setting this up, uh, but the uh, I think the key is that if you want to get involved, uh, call the SPCA uh, right away and tell them what's going on. Tell them that you're going to approve of this. And if you currently give money to the SPCA, stop right now, but don't just not send a check. Call them and say, this is why I'm not sending a check. You guys yep. are, are operating at, at the point of a gun. This is not acceptable to me. I am about the welfare of animals, not about some vendetta of some investigator who uh, thinks he's a, a, a big-time uh, cop. Who I believe used to be a cop. Is that correct? He Mr. claims Sproul. to be a cop, but the way that he handled Cooper's gun during the last arrest mm. uh, was uh, was quite uh, <laughs> quite uh, comical and uh, put everybody in the uh, in the vicinity at risk. Of so, death. so hopefully we can end up getting your horses back um, and maybe even bring up some of these uh, government bureaucrats on criminal charges. That's an also it's also a possibility here. I can see Sam's gears are turning uh, right now as we do the show. We got some calls here, Brian. Do you mind staying on the phone for a couple of them? Sure. Here we go. Well, let's talk to Josh in Keene. Josh, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line with Brian. How you doing, Brian? How you doing, Sam, hey, Mark, Ian? Hey, hey great. All right. Um, I, I've done some of these things today. I found out about this this morning because, you know, it kind of shows the beauty of the networking uh, that's going on with all, all the people here, uh, the Free Staters, just emerging libertarians and uh, uh, liberty people in the state. So I wake up, check Facebook really quick, and got these floods of messages telling me something's going on at the, at the Travis compound. So obviously I immediately thought it was a repeat of what happened with the horses. Start putting pieces together. I start calling people. Um, I think I called this inspector person uh, or the field manager at least four times a day. I didn't get a response. didn't get a response from the, uh, the Candia Police Department either. But the thing that has me enraged is that I'm one of, I'm one of several people that is – at Brian Travis's home nearly every single Sunday. 
seen the upkeep of these horses. There's a stack of hay that's taller than the man's home. Uh, I mean, many many people spent weeks building the shelters for these things. So to, to allege that they're not taken care of, especially when Beth lives on the property as their caretaker, is absolutely ludicrous on its face. I don't believe that allegation has been made yet. I think the allegation, from what I'm understanding what Brian has said, is that he doesn't have the paperwork filled out. Oh, that's what it is. He didn't register the hooves. <laughs> Yes, the hooves and the health certificates. And I mean, this all started with the shed building. There wasn't enough sheds. And then we had enough sheds. And then we had an ice storm. And then, you know, uh, a, a couple of the sheds got, got uh, you know, uh, limbs through them. And then some bureaucrat complained that there wasn't enough and the, 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 and the horses are starving and there's not enough food. And, you know, it just goes on from there. It's, it's all these busybodies who think that their uh, uh, aesthetic for taking care of horses is different than what's actually there. So instead of knocking on the door and saying, hey, you know, can I help you with this? Or, you know, is this, you might, there might be a problem there. They knock on the door and demand things or they call the cops and all of a sudden the gun right. is, is, is in the room. It's like their moms didn't treat them how to, uh, to teach them how to respect people. I, well, I think it was busy, Bozzy. Busybodies that got this started, but once you responded the way you did by forcing them to get a search warrant to actually show somebody that yes, we have a reason and we have probable cause by pulling to, out a video camera, yeah, to come on this man's property and and see you know what's going on, that then it became a matter of control and obedience, and you've got to play along by the rules. Why don't you just play along to get along, Brian? Right. And I don't want to bring lawyers into this because lawyers are part of this whole cabal. Yep. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, we hired a horse lawyer in uh, in uh, Colorado to uh, defend us uh, from some woman who claimed that she owned our horse, and the, the lawyer just kind of ripped us off. Mm. Now I'm here. I don't want lawyers. I, I want to embarrass this guy. I want to embarrass the SPCA, and I want criminal charges. He started the fight, and this thing is not right. Something is, is, is sticky here. And we need to uh, fix it. So as far as uh, what activists can do, call this guy. He's not going to listen to you. Call his boss. Call the, I don't know, the national director of fundraising for the SPCA. I mean, let's put yeah. the, the SPCA Take it to national. about the prevention of cruelty to animals. That's their name. Not the uh, uh, enforcement of local laws that require some paperwork to be filed. Thank well, you, Brian, so much for the... jumping on the... Uh, it seems like... Now you have what should have, what I always assumed was uh, a animal welfare charity hopping on, you know, the baton-wielding fever bandwagon. I mean, it's insane. The thing that really has me worried, well, not so much worried as, as perturbed, is, you know, I put out some messages just to give people these phone numbers to call, to, you know, get some sort of whatever action I can do from Keene. I couldn't dri drive out to Candia today because I got class and whatnot, but I've got other friends uh, sending me messages asking me what's up. I explain the situation to them. I send them um, to the NH Underground forum so they can get a better detailed assessment of what's going on, and they don't see the problem. They don't see the problem? They don't see how this is a big deal. They don't see how somebody having their horses stolen, their loved ones essentially stolen from them is a Quarter big deal. Quarter half a million dollars in these horses. Libertarians? This is the thing is, they oh, no. licensed it's, Japanese it's people, and then line. they interred them. They licensed Jews, then they interred them. They licensed the, the, the Tutsis, and then they slaughtered them. Licensing by the government doesn't have a great history. Well, we will find the activists who are willing to, to take, take action on this. There are a number of them. And Brian, I thank you for the call tonight. Also, Josh, thank you, sir. 
Really appreciate it. I mean, well, we, we don't have time. Sorry, guys. Got to let you go. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about tonight here, and still uh, people want to comment on this horse situation. One of the Free State Project participants, Brian Travis, had his horses stolen from him today. A dozen horses ripped from his property, thrown into uh, some sort of horse trailers, and taken to secret locations around the state. And it's just absolutely outrageous what they've done here. No criminal charges have been filed. Apparently, he didn't file the uh, the appropriate paperwork with the state over this. And I don't know if they gave him warnings or not, or if they just came in and just decided to, to put the hammer down. Either way, it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have to beg state government bureaucrats for permission to, to, uh, to possess and take care of an animal. In this case, the animals were well taken care of. So we're going to go uh, continue with your phone calls. Gardner Goldsmith is with us from New Hampshire. Gardner, apparently it was a little under the weather tonight. That's why you're not sitting in the third uh, third chair. Yeah, hey, listen, um, I'm so glad that uh, I even get the opportunity to listen to this. Um, the way you guys have pulled together and a number of things come to mind, uh, whether it's on the superficial aspect of it, which is the the uh, tarnish of laws that these people have uh, have come up with and and then try to apply and, and misuse in order to, to push their neighbors around, because I think, just like you and, and Brian were saying, um, it's clearly in a matter of embarrassment and, and revenge uh, here. Um, and I, I think there are a couple points that I just wanted to bring up. First, uh, congratulations to all you guys for stressing the fact that the horses were stolen. They were stolen. They weren't taken. Some mm-hmm. people are saying taken. And that implies that they they could have been given. Those are owned by Brian. Those horses, or so he those, thought. And and I just I I am very impressed with uh, with Brian with something that he mentioned. He said, you know, we take care of these horses. These are valuable horses. We do all the things to try to make sure that these horses are valuable on the market. And uh, one of the key things that that I think comes up here is that. They, they took the horses away because of, uh, evidently, paperwork. And they have not given him, as Brian said, they have not given him any sort of a, any sort of a criminal citation or anything like that. Just like you said, this wasn't animal welfare, just like you said, Ian. This was a paperwork function. Why take the horses if it were about paperwork? If this doesn't make sense, why not say you don't have the proper paperwork, and even on that level of thuggery, um, what we're going to do is fine you. It seems to me that the final thought I wanted to mention is it seems to me that in most of these cases, they rely on the public's ignorance and belief that horses need some sort of laws or rules, and the image that they're going to try to portray to the public is that Brian is a bad caretaker mm-hmm. of his horses. And so, therefore, the horses were saved. 
And right, and I, I want and I want people to think that. about it this for just a second. If the police came into your house and took your dog or your cat and said, "This person is taking bad care of this animal," they didn't give you any kind of explanation or anything like that, just because they didn't like you. And remember, that's what politics is about: punishing your enemies and rewarding your friends. Right. Just, you know, just because they had a vendetta. And then they said you're a bad caretaker of that animal. How could you prove otherwise? Precisely. And, you know, there was something I was, I was speaking with Glenn Jacobs about this today. And word has gotten around everywhere, you guys, because of you guys, because of the websites, Brian's work. And, and kudos to Brian. You know, I get on Facebook and I mention something about it. I get a message from Brian like 20 minutes later. I mean, the fact that he's out there doing this work is really impressive and working with you guys. But... And for people outside the state, they, they don't know how abuzz everybody within the state is about this. Everybody knows about this, uh, as far as the free-minded free, free minded people go. Um, uh, Glenn Jacobs and I were talking about it, and, you know, he's Kane in the WWE, and, and he said, well, you know, Guard, uh, this is the sort of thing that you've got the weight of the government increasing in people's lives everywhere, whether it's their towns, you've got the economy going down because of government. And he says this is the sort of thing that can happen even more because um, people might say, okay, you know what, I don't want to follow that paperwork. That's, that's extra expense. I don't want to do that. Or they'll have more busybodies getting involved. Oh, that shack hasn't been repaired yet or something like that. Um, this is the sort of thing that can happen more even during economic downturns. And I know it's sort of an incidental thing to bring up, um, but I thought Glenn made a really good point, and I think Travis's point about why would I mis- mistreat these horses? They are valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's absolutely essential, and I'm so glad all the information is up there. I'm going to get online and, and start making calls tomorrow about this. Yeah, hopefully uh, the the video will be available shortly. As soon as we know that it's online, we will announce the URL so people can go or how to search for it and so people can go and see the footage. Because apparently the, Brian was able to video capture most of what happened this morning, and so we've yet to actually see the footage. That may make this even more persuasive to other people that are outside of, for instance, the listening area uh, that, that aren't able to hear this show. They may be able to come across it on YouTube and, and be similarly outraged and hopefully... Again, bring this up to the national level. Take this higher than the New Hampshire SPCA. Go all the way up to the top and let them know. If you are an SPCA member and you are an SPCA contributor, let them know that you're withdrawing your contributions and you'll be encouraging your friends to withdraw theirs as well because of this outrageous, uh, their complicity in what is essentially a police state That is activity. exactly it. And, and gentlemen, that's just the way that I'm going to go. I hope a lot of other people do. I'll clear off and just listen. And, and I'm so glad, by the way, Sam... Uh, kudos to you, man, because I know all the work that you've done in battling the, uh, the the courtroom melodrama that they try to apply to people to screw them up, and and Brian and all the guys and his everybody in his family who had to run into this problem, um, you know, more power to those guys as well. It's this, it's just it's so frustrating. Anything that we can do to try to a get the horses back and b push back against those people for manhandling this family yeah uh, I, I hope we can do i agree thanks guard it, we're really yeah. i'm really kind of stumbling right now because there is a lot of upfront work to understand the new hampshire rsas and how what the how the process is supposed to be working today and that that also takes some trial and error but i want to get in there i want to help and eventually 
this is going to be a real force to be reckoned with. When these bureaucrats come in and do things like this, it's going to be really, really bad news. And, Guard, I hope you get feeling better, man. Thanks, Guard, for the call tonight. Always good hearing from you. So we're in a position right now where the bureaucrats are lashing out against free staters. They are, this is the crackdown, perhaps, Mark, that you predicted, uh, where they're not allowing cameras into courtrooms. They're uh, they're raiding people's homes, stealing uh, horses from them. I mean, this is perhaps just the tip of the iceberg as far as the depredations that they will engage in in order to, sh- to shut down this movement. Unfortunately, they're doomed to failure because they cannot uh, possibly succeed. There are more of us than there are of them. There will be more of us moving here sooner rather than later. More people will be coming active. And I don't think, well, I understand that this kind of behavior on the part of the police and the part of the government bureaucrats can be intimidating. And that's their intention. They want to intimidate you into not doing what Brian did, and that is living as, uh, as a free man and refusing to obey these bureaucrats. So they want to intimidate you, and I know that some people may be successfully intimidated by this, but I hope an equal amount of people will be outraged and invigorated by this and decide to firm their plans up to come here to New Hampshire and get active, because nobody ever said this was going to be a cakewalk or a walk in the park or in any way an easy task to change society, to advance into a voluntary order, a true consensual society. No one said it would be easy, and many people will be targeted, but if we can bite them back with what Sam's looking at doing, if we can essentially file these criminal charges and scare them away from this kind of behavior, that would be a major success. Well, they, they are scared right now, and that's what this is an indication of. That's why they of. sent 12 cops. That's why they called all of their buddies from the surrounding towns, because they see that things are changing. People are telling them no, and that's never happened to them before. People are filming them, and that's never happened before, mm-hmm. and only more of it is going to start happening, and they're getting scared. You know, I was looking um, to today, I was just kind of thinking about this, like, what is the difference between like being mean and being evil because I think I met somebody who's evil today and um, I I think that an evil person whether they're mean or nice or whatever they are is believes they're doing the right thing yes they're just going about doing it in a terrible fashion by hurting people it's willful ignorance more on the way here you can bring up whatever you want toll free 800-259-9231 this is Free Talk Live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do so by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live. So it doesn't matter uh, what you buy. They've got even used items. You can save a few extra bucks, and still a percent will go to us if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. Dozens of categories in which you can shop open 24 hours a day for your shopping convenience. You know Amazon. They're the world's largest Internet retailer. Amazon.freetalklive.com. TalkLive.com. Start your shopping there. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Glenn in Montana. Glenn, you're on Free Talk Live. Glenn, Montana, are go on. Are you guys serious about asking the question like uh, evil people and so forth? I'm not sure what was I mean, the question. He, uh, the other guy had said something Mark. like, you know, evil people doing what they feel is right, but just going about it in the wrong way. Um, uh, Ed Brown had mentioned something about uh, there's one key factor. There's one uh, linking factor, uh, Masonics. Do you guys touch on that subject at all? Uh, We've heard some people spout some paranoia about the Masons before. 
Yes, it's all paranoia. Um, there's no government conspiracies. Um, here's uh, here's Wait, I thought you were talking from... about the Masons. So you, do you think the Masons are the government? Uh, I, I knew one who was a dentist. Hey, you know, if there was uh, if there was a bunch of guys that rolled up in horse carts uh, and they were all one-eyed al- albino dwarves, I think uh, there would be something to be said about one-eyed albino dwarves. Um, but they drive horse here's carts. A quote from one of the, here's a quote from one of the Masons. <laughs> Uh, once the Mason learns to control his emotion and to apply the dynamo of living power, the Mason can be assured to be able to control the seething energies of Lucifer. That's a guy called Manly P. Hall. He was a 33rd degree Mason. Um, so many cops in the UK... I thought the 33rd degree Masons were just appointed, really, there as a uh, honorary position for donating a lot of money to charities. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a Mason... Um, There were so many Masons. I know that you uh, can read Paranoid Claptrap about any organization on the Internet. So, I mean, I know that much. What's the relevance? Up until the the point where they're showing up at your place and taking your horses. And like I said, Ed Brown had... Pretty sure it was the cops that stole the horses, not the Masons. Uh, How many... So many police and judiciaries are Freemasons in uh, the UK that as far back as 1997, the... Home Affairs Committee had to investigate. How about the United States? Why were there so many Freemasons in the uh, in the police and ju- judiciary? Do you think that, Anywhere, do you think the a, British uh, police a, came to uh, Brian's house and took his horses? Yes, dude. It's all a big conspiracy. I mean, the Freemasons. I'm just telling you that this, it, it's a cons- it's it's a story that doesn't make sense. I agree. Okay. Hey, good luck. Good luck with all that stuff. I Thanks, mean, brother. Okay, <laughs> toodles. We'll look out for the uh, the Masons and their evil secret plots. 800-259-9231. Sam, you look frustrated. I, I'm just, it, it seems ridiculous. And, and you try and ask these people reasonable questions, and you heard the response. Well, you know, I, I think you could probably go through the police departments um, and, uh, you know, find out who's in the Freemasons and who was in the Cub Scouts. And you will find out that there's at least... As large a percentage of former Cub Scouts mm-hmm. in there as there are, you know, current Freemasons, and I think you could then draw the conclusion that the Cub Scouts brainwash people into being, you know, mindless <laughs> automatons uh, for the government. Or, and or how to tie knots? They brainwash you how to tie uh, knots. You know, my my dad at Camp Flying Eagle actually taught that uh, that particular badge. Um, well, you know what I'd like to know, and this guy would never have answered these questions, as you can tell, he was just blowing off our questions, but. Okay, let's say that what he's saying is true and that the Masons are behind everything. The Masons were the ones who plotted to steal Brian Travis's horses this morning. It were the Masons meeting together at their evil Masonic lodges, uh, making plots to control everyone's horses around the world. Or whatever it is that the issue is that the Masons are. Apparently they control everything, according to the, the paranoiacs out there. So what are you going to do about it? I mean, if that's the truth, if the Masons are behind everything, what are you going to do about it? And the, I mean, the other thing to really think about is night after night on this show, you guys talk about the motivations of government and how it drives this kind of behavior, how police are incented to do these kinds of things, how government pe- government bureaucrats simply want to punish their enemies, help their friends, and usurp more power for themselves. Yep. That's all that's happening here. It happens over and over and over, and this show goes, all, goes over example after example, and yet these people still want to go out and blame some magical organization, organization. It, it you know it doesn't make any sense at all now i'm not saying that you know maybe maybe the masons really are doing something terrible in there what does that have to do with cops following orders that they know are wrong i mean really 
So, you know, the police chief is the is is one of the chief wahoos at the Masons. He's a 59th degree black belt with an orange stripe across it. And he he says, "All right, boys, go out and take this man's stuff because he doesn't have the proper paperwork." And round up some citizens with horse trailers and help them out. Now, suppose the Masons are doing What about the citizens? Those are the evil ones too. I, that's the thing. If you, if some cop says, "Come on, um, you know, let's go take this guy's horses," well, don't you want to ask some questions? Well, yes, he's abusing those horses. Okay, well, let's. And then when you get there and you see no abuse of any damn horses, what are you doing? It's just mind-boggling that anybody could look at this situation and just say, well, it's the Masons. And, and then, then of course, they never suggest anything that could be done about it, right? Because what could you, there's a Masonic building right down the street from this studio. It was built by the Masons. It's got the little uh, Mason indicator, their logo, on the top of it. And it, in fact, even has a Masonic temple thing inside. You can, you can actually sneak up the stairs and go into this secret Masonic temple and see how weird it is. Now, it is a little weird, maybe a little spooky, but it's just some weird gentleman's club, and there are Masons that are are nice guys that are not involved in, you know, evil deeds. I mean, that, that's the reality. But what should we do? If it's true that the Masons are the ones that are, are causing all this, should we go and firebomb all of the, uh, you know, the Masonic order facilities, target all of the Masons for, uh, for extermination? No. That's not our movement. We're not interested in violent solutions to these problems, because first of all, violence is only going to be get more violence, and it's only going to cause more problems. Uh, violence has never led to anything desirable for lo- for a long-term period of time. So, well, what else the can you do? solution is to expose them. To expose the Masons and look like a person that solves every problem with the same answer. Right. You look like a maniac is what you look like. <laughs> it, I mean, it's enough to expose the actual criminals. And the criminals in this case is, uh, is the police chief and the police that actually did the, uh, the, the raid this morning, the SPCA and their bureaucrats. They are the people who are responsible. Now, if it's true they're taking orders from people on high, higher up than the actual president of the SPCA or the chief of police or the, the attorney genital or whoever... That doesn't really matter. If any you of, can't if, prove that if stuff. All of them, if all of them are Masons, this is what you're doing. You're hiding from the fact that power corrupts people. Not Masons. Power corrupts people. So it doesn't matter if they're Masons or not. What you're saying is, is if we could just get the Masons out of there, the government will run fine. Well, there was a time when the government was run by Masons and the Masonry, uh, you know, Masonry dropped out of popularity in the early 1800s and then um, really wasn't very popular until the, the 1900s again. So the government was not run by Masons at that time. Was that when government was good? Because I can show you case after case and time after time that the government stepped outside of its bounds and used tyranny to uh, over its citizens, including the Civil War. They would tell you, you're wrong, Mark. The Masons have always been in charge. Right, that was the, Masons, the, the, the deeper, darker Masons. They were right. better at hiding themselves then. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm afraid I have a confession to make, guys. My grandfather was a, a mason. What 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 de- so, what de- degree was he? Well, he had to. I don't know. He he couldn't tell me these kind of things because it's so secret. He had to do some pretty evil things. I think to get in, he had to remember or memorize two verses from the Bible, and, and learn their their saying or something. <laughs> so, Glenn, yes, I'm I'm in on it. We're all part of the conspiracy, right. and we're out to get you. <laughs> Toll free number eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's talk to uh, let's go to Matt in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hey guys, can you hear me? Okay. What's on your mind tonight, Matt? Uh, well, I'm still driving home from the Liberty Forum. 
And, Take the uh, long way or what? No. No, I, uh, I spent the night last night in a place called Keene, New Hampshire, Super 8 Motel on Route 9. Ah, lovely. And uh, I, I left after uh, Stefan Molyneux's speech about 20 minutes after because uh, I had to say goodbye to all the fine people I'd met. Mm-hmm. And uh, just felt that, you know, maybe I should just stop and pull over for the night. I didn't want to stay in Crown Plaza. Costume, so. Well, there was a, a snowstorm last night as well, so it probably wasn't a bad idea. Yeah, and uh, I was told, um, I, I went to the Chili's across the street, eight, and I was told by a couple of locals that there was going to be snow and that I shouldn't try to take the pog back while it was snowing. I'm not sure if you were just calling to tell us about your travel itinerary or if you had something else. Hang on, 800-259-9231. Hopefully there was a, a point to that. More coming up here. Hour 3 is on the way. You can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. As we launch here into Hour 3 of the program, it's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We continue here. Matt is still on the line in Illinois. Matt, you were telling us you're on your way back still from the New Hampshire Liberty Forum. We were there over the weekend in Nashua, New Hampshire, the Crown Plaza Hotel. It was a great time. Uh, We can reflect on that. Uh, I'm not sure what you were calling about. You'd mentioned that uh, you'd st- stayed the night in our beautiful Keene, New Hampshire, and you were still on the road. So what, what was on your mind tonight? Oh, I was just calling to, to, to discuss the forum, but um, I wanted to say before that that I am very sorry to hear about what happened to Brian. Brian's one of the few people that I, I didn't meet. Um, I, I met just about everybody else. And saw Brian. I recognized him. I know who he was. And I meant to go up and introduce myself to him and say hi and shake his hand. And uh, it's just something that never happened. And I'm sorry about that. There are a lot of people at the Liberty Forum, hundreds of them. I'm sure you'll get your chance another time. Brian's a great guy. So go ahead with your thoughts. And uh, I just wanted to say I I wish I could still be there to help him. I'd much rather... be in New Hampshire, then. Uh, so, did this accelerate? Where I'm from. Did, the, did this uh, accelerate your plans to move? Yes, yes, it has. Um, it has it solidified them at the very least. Great. Uh, I need to find work, and, and we're working on that. And um, uh, there's uh, there's maybe a, a couple other problems that might need to be overcome, but I plan on getting there as soon as I possibly can. And yes, being at that Liberty Forum just it was it was really quite an experience. Um and you know, to the people in the chat room that I talked with on a on nearly a nightly basis, those who who weren't able to make it, you know you gotta do something to, to come out and experience what it's like and maybe come to Porkfest if you can. I Yeah, it it really Porkfest. makes it real. Like it, when I went the first couple times um, sure, you can read the posts on the internet. There's some people that post some fairly extreme things out there and, uh, on occasion. But coming there, seeing the people, seeing the families, seeing the kids, seeing that 
this is really a, a wide-reaching uh, range of people out there from all walks of life who are all committed to liber- liberty, doing different things to bring that about, just really made me want to get up here as soon as I could. You know, that's exactly right. That, that was exactly my thoughts tonight. Um, the, the speakers were ex- excellent. I'm glad I stuck around for Stefan Mo- Stefan Molyneux. I thought about leaving uh, early, but I, I'm really glad I stayed for his speech because he was just something else. And he was so animated up there, and he didn't even work off any paper, just he's doing just, what he he's does. He's a funny guy, and when you can do things like that through humor, it really drives the message home for people. So would you say, Matt, the Liberty Forum met your expectations or exceeded them? It exceeded my expectations. Um, the diversity was amazing. And the the thought that I really had is it's too bad that these these people are speaking to the choir. I I, I would love to see somebody like Scott, uh, the the bigot, come up and and, and face uh, Stefan Molyneux. I mean, he just he couldn't he, he just wouldn't be able to handle it. Or to see all the diversity that was there. I mean, people of, of every religion, every religious background, every color. Liberty and freedom is is a universal thing that all people want. It really does. It joins people together, and I I, I absolutely share your uh, your feelings there. And uh, and the the speakers all weekend, from the the comedians at the beginning until Stefan Molyneux at the end, were were great. Well, that means you're probably coming back, Uh, so we look forward to seeing you here again, Matt, and thank you for your thoughts tonight. I really appreciate hearing from you, and have a safe trip out there. 800-259-9231, that is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You know, I never actually had the ability to, or the uh, the opportunity, or I guess I never created it for myself to uh, to experience that. I moved up here sight unseen. I'd never gone to a Porcupine Freedom Festival. I'd never gone to a Liberty Forum, and so... Having attended the events from the perspective of already living in New Hampshire, I know how amazing they are and how awesome they are, but I I can never really completely relate to uh, people like Matt who've come up here and that's their first taste of what's happening here in New Hampshire. It must really blow them out of the water. You can't relate anyway because the Liberty Forum would have been different three years ago when you would have gone before you moved. Um, And the the fact is there there weren't that many movers. There were less than 200 movers uh, for the Free State Project. There was no Liberty Forum back then. When you and I came up. So... You know, like the state is much more active and animated. The, 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 I should say the inhabitant, the uh, the liberty activists in the state are much more active. Mm-hmm. They're getting much more done. They're much more efficient than they were, and uh, you know, they're so. You know, we would we wouldn't have any idea. We've been here doing that. Yeah, it's really it's a great time. So if you missed it this year, they're going to do it again next year. I don't know if it'll be in the same hotel because it, we, it seems like we might even be outgrowing the Crown Plaza. I don't know if there are bigger ones in Manchester. I know someone talked about maybe an airport hotel or something like that to make it even more convenient for people flying in. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, there will be another New Hampshire Liberty Forum, and this summer there is the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is a different event. It it goes on in the woods, more of a camping event. It's less formal. Uh, it's not that the Liberty Forum is formal. It's just more of a convention-style atmosphere, whereas the Pork Fest is, is more of a party-style atmosphere the entire time, though there was certainly a significant amount of partying going on at the Liberty Forum this year. And one of the things the hotel deserves credit for this time around is they didn't kick us out on uh, Saturday night. People were in the lobby until about 3 a.m. They tried to get people to stay in the Free Talk Live studio because apparently there's some sort of regulation that says that you can't have beers in the lobby area, but as long as you're in one of the side rooms that's off of the main lobby 
area, you're A-OK. So as long as you're in, you know, behind this line, you can have a beer. But if you're out beh- uh, in front of that line, then uh, that's not allowed. Yeah, so. but, you know, that doesn't even uh, t- scratch on the surface of how tolerant the, the hotel was this time. I mean, I think it's probably because John McCain wasn't staying there this time. But there was a, and, and like, this is weird, right? This was weird for me. There was a drum circle. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. And I didn't think it was beautiful sounding or any of that stuff. That yeah, was pretty cool. I, it was cool. But it was strange, right? Like, there's a little rotunda out coming out off of the bar um, where, you know, people are having dinner and drinks and things like that. And there's a drum circle going on. And yeah. it, it sounded like the, a guy was playing a didgeridoo. However, he did not have a didgeridoo. Nope. He was just able to vocally mimic a didgeridoo what? to the point that I, I was entirely fooled and a friend of mine used to play the didgeridoo so i've heard a didgeridoo before you can't do that with your your air capacity in your lungs he, he well you couldn't do it, it for the length of time too. he, he, he did amazing. it for a long time but he, but you know he sounded like it enough that i'm like looking around for it <laughs> and he made another uh, another variety of noises he like uh, something like a trombone going off it was wow. amazing but uh, however it was all kind of strange there's a drum circle and people you know dancing the way they do in drum circles out there in the middle of the hotel Usually that's reserved for the woods or the beach or something like that. It was <laughs> hey, I was one of those drummers. It was a good time. Man. I'm not saying it wasn't a good time. I, believe me, I'm not trying to get down on anybody. Like, I, but I was, I was able to sit back from it and I'm like, this is a little unusual. It is. I even got out and danced a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So there was more unusual than that going on. Uh, there was a certain scent that was aromatically pleasing throughout uh, many of the floors and even in the elevator at one point. Later I've that night, I smelled that before. I've never seen a drum circle in yeah. the middle of a. You never smelled well, a hotel like that before. The no, whole, the, the whole floor. Yeah. Later you walk the, into the elevator and it smells like that. Later that night, a couple of the amplifiers from New Jersey, one of them sat down at the piano. Now, this is at 3.30 in the morning. The other one walks in with a 24-pack pack of beer saying, hey, who needs a beer? And then we started playing piano, singing songs. Eventually, the drum guys came over and started drumming in the lobby mm-hmm. at three, from about 3 to 3.30 in the morning. It was amazing on the piano, too. Uh, the, the same guy with the didgeridoo, right? Good, yeah. Like, yeah. He hasn't spent any of his waking time doing anything but <laughs> music since he was you know able to walk that guy you know hopped on the piano the baby grand in the lobby of the hotel and just it was it was like a concert yeah anthony gregory played last night as well about 2 a.m really that yeah he was very very good anthony gregory from lurockwell.com it was a, it was a great time for those of you that didn't come. You are missing out and blown away. You get to have you're having dinner with Kane and like you know talking to him. You're, you're chatting with Stefan Molyneux and looking at his baby and talking to his wife. There's a drum circle going on. People are playing concert level piano right. uh, piano in the lobby. It's there's, crazy. There's more going on than the actual forum. I mean, the forum itself is packed full of things to do, but on top of that, there's just other stuff happening uh, just constantly. I mean, you had set up a, essentially a television studio there in one yep. of the, uh, the boardroom. And at one point, you decided to uh, drag uh, Stefan Molnew and Mark Stevens and myself together to have an hour-long session where we just discussed volunteerism and uh, achieving the voluntary society. So, I mean, there was all kinds of media production going on and, and partying and networking. It was really just a blast. So thank you to the Free State Project for putting on such a great event. It was, uh, was, it was an honor to be involved. More on the way. You can bring up whatever you want here. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We get a lot of features on the site. We give them away, including the Shrine of Female listeners, dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about. 
That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And the Institute for Humane Studies is offering 12 different seminars this summer around the country. Participation is free, and the IHS covers meals and housing. Now, the seminars are for those simply curious about libertarian philosophy to those passionate about liberty, even those who want career advice, networking opportunities, and lectures relevant to each career path. Go to theihs.com and register today. There are, again, a dozen different seminars available. Deadline for registration is March 31st, so time is running out. Go to theihs.com and get registered. That's theihs.com. As we continue taking your phone calls about whatever you want, Dana is on the line in Texas. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Sam, and Mark. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind How tonight? How are you guys? Just super. Oh, I just had a couple of thoughts about the gentleman that called it Dottie's horses stolen today. Yes. And maybe there was something said and I missed it. But I'm curious, what kind of bill are they going to throw back to this guy once he gets the correct paperwork filed? I'm, I'm wondering the same thing, Dana. And are these horses going to get the same care that they're used to? What kind of stress is this involving them? Because they're being taken well, out of their environment and thrown on to different... I mean, it's like kids being ripped from their home and thrown into foster homes. It's exactly what it's like, except well, they can't speak for what, themselves. What diseases are they going to be exposed to? And is he yep. going to be able to get them all back since I trickled them out all over the place? You know, and how much are they going to charge him for picking them up and feeding them and daily boarding? I mean, it goes on and on and on. Mm, right. Putting and him financially where he may not be able to actually get them back. And if these people that are taking care of them, and they, they sound, they're, they're probably good horse people that are taking care of them. I'm just hoping that that's true. But if they're not and something happens and one of these horses die, um, dies, then this then Brian's going to be out, well, let's call it $30,000 for a racehorse. And they're likely to charge Brian for that horse being abused somehow to cover their butts because they gave the horse to somebody who didn't take care of it. Or if, if the stress of the move causes one of these horses to uh, pick up some kind of illness and Brian gets uh, back a sick horse, do you think they're going to make him whole on that? I, I think he's just as a whale. Yeah. I really think he needs to try to find him an attorney there where he's at that will try to help fight for him because I think they're just going to run him right through the screw ring or left and right, and I think he's going to end up with nothing but a big bill that he's going to have to pay. Well, but see, Dana, that's the problem. The, the attorneys are there on the side. Their, their first allegiance is to the system itself because they know that, that they're not going to challenge the judge. They, they will up to a point. They'll you know do exactly what they're expected to do or what the judge wants them to do, but they're not going to go after the judge if he breaks the law because they have to bring clients before that judge next week. So if they do something to that judge that he doesn't like, he's going to tank their other cases, and that lawyer will be out of business. That's the I way... Under, that, I understand that that's the way the system works. You guys need to try to recoup some attorneys that, that want to fight for freedom like y'all are. Well, but they can't. They can't. Because if they, they do... Could. They could. No, they could. They could last very long. They, what? They, no. If they challenge a judge, they could be disbarred, Dana, and then they're not an attorney anymore. One did, and he, not only was he disbarred, but he was fined $150,000 for doing so. Oh, 
my word. I know so, that there are liberty-oriented attorneys out there. I know there yes. are. Uh, and I think that they may be useful in maybe an advisory capability, but not as a repre- uh, not as representation. That's exactly how it was meant to be. You are the the systems were the the legal system was designed so that you could go into court and defend yourself and if you needed to, you can uh, hire an attorney or a counselor to counsel you on the law so that you understand the legal position and you are the one deciding your case based on the advice of counsel. Well, that's gotten a long way out of hand. Hasn't well, it? Yeah, because, because it's, it's impossible to understand. Today. Well, right. be, because the system's designed to just continually grow. They add more case law that overlaps previous existing case law, and it's it's just a it's a bureaucratic quagmire that's designed to push people out. It's designed so that you have to get these experts. It's designed so that you have to dump all your money into these lawyers who don't even take some of the most basic steps to get cases thrown out. Things like looking at evidence, things like challenging the testimony and all of the... Uh, um, due process uh, violations, not violations, but requirements that these bureaucrats have to go through. And, and people believe in the system. They think these lawyers are going to help them and that, hey, they're the experts. I don't know this legal stuff, so i got to let uh, Joe Schmo here, who I'm paying thousands of dollars or maybe $400 an hour to represent me, i got to let him handle this because he knows best. And, you know, this is serious. I'm facing serious time or I'm facing serious consequences. Well, then let me ask you, how are you guys developing common law so your citizens that are coming to your free state will have a leg to stand on against well, I don't know the that institutions, I, so to speak. I don't know that I really want common law because common law essentially means that the judge can do whatever he wants. Common law, I think, is only based on the the decisions of previous judges, and if they don't like that, then they can make their own decision, and that becomes common law. So, well, what are you doing to set what up some we're kind doing, of court system for your people? Well, I don't know if we have people, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but well, um, you have citizens that are coming there for. The same goal. There's inhabitants, the sure. And freedom. So you got to have some kind of legal system in place to handle even disputes against neighbors. Oh, so you mean in the free market, not specifically what are we doing to uh, fend off the attacks from the bureaucrats? Which one are you asking? I'm asking a legal system of protection for your citizens that are fighting for freedom. Okay, so there's no... What we want to do here is... Clearly, in this, in Brian's case, the bureaucrats didn't do everything by the book. I don't think they should should have gone into his house. I don't think they had any reason to do that without a search warrant or any legal basis. I don't know. But that's something we can look into. If you're driving around the street with your license plate obscured, that's against the law. And if the police saw that and they were actually assisting these people in breaking the law, that's illegal. You know, if they if the police were there and they saw, hey, are you drunk? Well, yes, I am. All right, go right ahead. Have a nice day. Would that be breaking the law? So, yes. Now, they do that because they can get away with it, because no one holds the bureaucrats account, accountable but themselves, and they let themselves off. So I understand all of this, and probably does everybody else listening, but how are you going to solve this? We're going how are you to... going to stop this from happening to another guy down the road? And maybe it won't be animals, maybe it'll be all these food. It's a great question, had... Dana. He's going to answer it here for you, and I thank you for the call. Okay, so the process is to understand the procedures that they have to follow, to understand all their laws, to actually read through them and get a picture for how 
the legal process, how their legal system is supposed to work. And how are they breaking those rules? And how are they breaking those rules? And then take the full force of the law and turn it back on them. Because they break them left and right. They, just most people don't know do. them, so they don't know. And right now, they're in control of the jury. Now, the, the system was designed so that the average citizen could bring a complaint against public officials directly to the grand jury. Over the years, they've taken little shortcuts here and there. Oh, let's tweak this. Let's change that. You've got the defense attorneys giving legal advice to the lower court judges and the grand juries. So that's a huge, huge problem, and it's it's perverted the justice system, and we're going to change that and get it back. More coming up here. You can bring up what you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? Privacyharbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential. Guaranteed. That's privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. Privacyharbor.com. Before we get back into the phones, I want to expand a little bit on what you were saying because, Dan, I had a good question. Uh, about what is it that we're doing here in New Hampshire to help defend people uh, from being victimized by the state. What is it that, you know, what are we doing differently? Why is it that this is uh, this movement is in any way better than what else might be going on out there in, in this country? And you pointed out, Sam, that you were talking about how these government bureaucrats are not even coming close, in many cases, to following their own set of rules. They've all sworn an oath, well, supposedly, they may even be breaking that one, (laughs) but many of them have sworn an oath, or they are supposed to have sworn an oath, to the New Hampshire Constitution, to the U.S. Constitution, and uh, you know that mean that's that's supposed to mean something. And if they've sworn an oath to the New Hampshire Constitution and an oath to a, to uh, to be an officer of the state, it means they're subject to all of the state statutes. Every single rule written by the state government is a rule that they supposedly have to be following as agents of the state. And it's a misdemeanor if they do not. That is also one of their RSAs. Official oppression? Not official no. oppression. It's a different one. I don't know it offhand. Okay. Well, that's one of the things you're trying to do is you're trying to to get more familiarized with Document the New Hampshire these, yep, legal situation. It. You had learned a lot about Texas when you were down there, and so now you're trying to relearn. A lot of it's similar, but the you know the RSAs are different, and there's some, some slight differences. So you're talking about essentially going after these bureaucrats when they break their own rules, which is easy to do because they're always breaking their own rules because they know that most people will never call them on it. They know that the lawyers won't call them on it because the lawyers are also swore, uh, they've also sworn an oath, oath of allegiance to the state. So they're going to just go about the, the lawyers have a very specific parameter that they can operate in without getting in trouble, and that's where they operate. So they're only of so much use to you as far as representation is concerned. I think it's a good idea to have legal representation at, you know, at certain times. However, it's darn expensive, and yeah, sometimes it can lead you astray. 
So the uh, so the lawyers aren't really the answer because a lawyer can't take a charge to a grand jury. A lawyer can't file charges of official oppression against you know some government bureaucrat because they they'll could. come after his bar card. Yeah, they could, but they won't. Or they they may come after his bar card, or they may the judge you know the he the, the lawyer is going back in front of the same set of judges week after week after week. That is why the judges hate pro se litigants so much, because that person is not coming back next week, and they have nothing to lose. So they're going to be a little more risky in their behavior and mm-hmm. the questions that they ask, and the, the judges hate that. They want somebody who's going to do what they say, not do anything to upset them, and just go along to get along. And what you're talking about doing here, and you're not the only one, there are a couple of others with some knowledge that have you know, they've been thrown into this situation, they figured a few things out. Right. Ivy is is another free stater up here that's that's working at similar things that you're doing, and you guys are looking at essentially helping educate people to where they can go and be pro se. That means they're representing themselves, right? In the in the court, is that what that means Correct. they can go in and they can do these things without necessarily having to hire anybody to stand at their side. And to that end, I know that Ivy had mentioned they're launching a website, and I'm not sure what the sta- the status of that is, but it's it's coming along. It's the the idea was just created recently, so it's it's a brand new idea. Anyway, they're going to launch a, a website where people like you, Sam, and others who have experience at this can you can submit like motions and uh, documents that are templates. Basically, you can make like a PDF with blanks that you could fill out, and then somebody could take that and it makes their process of going after these guys much easier. You're going to put basically you're going to put all a compendium, if you will, of all of your knowledge on these topics together mm-hmm. in the in the same place, and of course people will be able to add to that and comment on it and and grow and learn from this. And so it'll be essentially a, it's like a community uh, law assistance uh, situation that I think would be very, very valuable. Yeah, I mean, there are ways to ask for evidence or for facts surrounding your case in a way that will, you know, that one person might think of, but you can ask for the same things in another way and get a much more exhaustive list that the bureaucracy bureaucrats can't snake their way out of answering or producing documents for and then at the same time if they like in my case in plano they they didn't i asked for complete court records they sent me the uh magistrate hearing uh some kind of notes form sheets that they filled out if that's the only thing in the case file then you know there's no sworn criminal complaint so they're they don't have valid cases here because that's what the municipal court has to have in order to issue initiate a, a a hearing so if they don't have that, you know, they're breaking the law. If they hid those from my open records request, then that's a felony because they're secreting documents from mm-hmm. a government record request, official government request. So really what's going to happen when we start going after these public officials is they'll do what they always do. They'll circle up the wagons, they'll protect their buddies, and they'll start covering for each other. And in the process of doing so, they are going to start breaking their own laws. So then they get added into the mix and will go and take it to the next level in the management chain. And eventually it's going to get high enough up and it's going to encompass a number of people from, you know, if it's something like in Brian's cases, uh, the, the chief was there. So we could probably start with him because, you know, he was obviously in charge of the operation and take the criminal complaints against him to the magistrate judges. They're probably going to, uh, you know, say, get out of here or something, break the law in the process by not uh, calling for a an examinatory hearing to look at the evidence and see if there's probable cause to, uh, you know, put this complaint into into the court and bring the other person in.
So, you know what you're actually doing here, Sam, it's interesting, is you are using the system. Yes. I mean, they've, they've been saying to us, here in Keene, we've got a, a large contingent <laughs> of voluntarists that are very, very anti the system, and I am too. I, I despise you the know, system. You know, taking cameras into the court system is using the system too, and then they ban the cameras. They don't want right. you to use the system. They want you to shut up and pay your taxes. Well, they want you to citizen. use the parts of the system that they tell you to use, right? So they say, use the system, vote, blah, 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 run candidates. Well, Sam's decided to use the system in a way that they won't tell you about, the way that they don't want you to really know about. In the way that it was originally intended to be used. There were no, there were no prosecutor. There was no county attorney's office or district attorney's office in the early days. It was citizens who brought complaints before the grand jury. The grand jury decided, is there a reason to indict here or not? Is it true bill, no bill, or pass? And you know, it would go on from there. But as government grows, and you know, they come up with all these vice crimes where the state, this idea, is the victim. They got to have these district attorneys and they got to start changing the rules because the system wasn't designed to work that way. But it's codified, you know, in the Constitution, in the uh, state constitutions and in their criminal codes of procedures. And if you read those, you will be shocked at what they're doing and what the law says they're supposed to do. Yeah, the reality compared to their rules that they're supposed to be following. Yep. So what we're going to see happen here, and what we're just on the, the cusp of, is a, a continued, multi-pronged approach to changing things. You've got the guys doing the same old standard political stuff, and they're doing a fine job of that, and that's moving along as slowly as politi- <laughs> politics goes every two or four years. There's that going on. There's also the, you know, the civil disobedience contingent, the non-cooperation contingent, which is going to result eventually in more courtroom opportunities for people like Sam and Ivy to use sort of this uh, inside the system unusual, uh, these unusual approaches. Uh, and so they're going to be, they're going to be cr- criminal charges filed against these bureaucrats at the same time that there's also political change going on, at the same time as uh, apparently here in Keene, which was you know, it's a, again a haven for voluntarists, people that tend to want to stay outside the system. Some of them are now dabbling in the system, not in the, the courtroom like you are, mm-hmm. but they are now going to the city council meetings. As of last week, one of the free staters went to a city council meeting, didn't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Apparently, the city manager got pissed at him because he said he was a free stater or something like that. Because up until up until this point, at least in the Keene area, the free staters have pretty much stayed out of the political people's hair. Like, they've called the local talk shows a few times and said some stuff on the air about about freedom, but now they're looking at jumping into the uh, their little game and, uh, and messing with them in there, and I think that's going to result in some more frustration for these bureaucrats. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So, I mean, they were going after them on all fronts, and if you think that's exciting and you want to get involved, well, you should visit freestateproject.org, and you should move up your plans like Matt did earlier, because we need you here sooner rather than later. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up in moments. This is Free Talk Live, and it is your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe enough time for your call right now. It is Ian here with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations around the country as possible, bringing more internet listeners on board and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So if that's valuable to you and you want to get perks like access to the AMP only call in lines, chat room, forum, and more, head over to amp.freetalklive.com and 
Here's something that will be valuable to you, at least if you are of college age. The Institute for Humane Studies offering 12 seminars this summer across the country, a variety of locations. Participation is free, and the IHS is even going to pay for your meals and housing. Here's an example of one of their seminars. It's the Moral Foundations of Capitalism from June 20th through the 26th at Clemson, uh, Clemson University. It's a rigorous and interdisciplinary evaluation of the economic systems, examining timeless questions about society, human nature, and government with an emphasis on current events. Explore capitalism's roots in philosophy and history as well as economic theory in the current crisis. Discuss the ideas of thinkers such as Aristotle, Adam Smith, Ayn Rand, and Friedrich Hayek. It's all happening at Clemson University from June 20th through the 26th, and you can get more information and get signed up at theihs.com. Get registered now because the deadline is March 31st. That's theihs.com. Actually, they're wanting us to use uh, libertarianseminars.com because uh, apparently I typed in uh, when I typed in Libertarian Seminars, uh, when I was checking on it, I did it wrong, so I put in the IHS. But it's the same organization. So LibertarianSeminars.com? That's correct. Okay, so we continue with your phone calls, and we'll talk to Joe in Nebraska. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live. Joe? Yes. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, tell Brian to get a hold of, to go in this website, www.jurisdictionary.com. Yeah, that's an excellent website that will teach people the basics of how to fight a lawsuit, some of the court procedures and so forth. That's a course that I actually have, and I can share that with Brian. And now, wait, what's it cost to go to this website? It doesn't cost anything to go to the website. It's a course that you order that has CDs and audio and sample right. motions and so forth. It's 200 bucks. But then share it with your group, and then you'll all know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, actually, I'm looking to get a few copies of that for uh, through the CD Evolution Fund to make those available for people who run into trouble like this so, and, and want to fight it in the legal system. Right. This, this will give him, give anyone the, the foundation for uh, how to understand the legal system and at least know the basics so that you know how to apply some of the more advanced techniques. Exactly. Now, are you guys really serious about taking your freedom back? Yeah, we moved across the country to do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got you can't be playing inside their system, so you have to get out of their system. Take yourself out, and you can learn how to do that by www.americaindistress.com. There's an ebook on there for less than ten dollars. Read that book, and it will you'll be shocked. All right, well, give us shocked, a, give us what? the rundown. What what is this all about? Because we've heard a lot of theories out there. Let me let me preface the rest of this well, conversation, there, Joe. But... We've heard a lot of theories about, well, if you just file the right paperwork with the right government agencies, then you'll be free from their clutches. Is that what this approach is? What's the approach here? Uh, if you just go in there and read the e-book, it will tell you. You can probably read it in three or four hours for less than $10, and it covers the whole gamut of of how to play outside of their box because you can't See, Joe, win here's the, in their box. Here's the problem I have with some of these websites. Yes, it's easy to paint this picture to explain how, you know, here's how things have gone wrong. Here's the way the system's... It's a website that plays music when you go to it. <laughs> All right. Here, Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Here's how to, uh, you know, here's what's wrong with the system. Here's the way it should work. It's a whole other thing to actually do it. That's where the rubber meets the road. It varies from state to state. The processes change over time. I mean, I, I've listened to people on Randy Kelton's show 
who have fought uh, driving without ID, you know, freedom to travel cases for several years. They've, they've, you know, appealed up into the higher courts, and in some cases they've won. And they even admit that, look, you know, I, I won, but still, this is such a difficult process, and they're, they're just going to change the rules on you. So there's really no good way to win. What do you say to that? I mean, is this going to give me examples of actual court documents that have been filed in New Hampshire that I can use? Uh, well, I don't know. A lot of people are now using it across the country, and they're calling the man that wrote this book and saying it's working. So do they? are they posting the examples of the documents they file? Because when you file a document with the court, it becomes part of the public record, and anybody can go in pull the motions, and take a look at what they've been filing. So if this is a true claim, then he should have hundreds of these examples out there. Are they on the website? What he is filing is a paper that says he is not that corporate corporation that they have made him into. Yeah, I understand that. And Okay. And that's getting out of their system. Yeah, except it doesn't work. I mean, yeah, that's, right. the only problem. <laughs> that's the problem with that. Isn't that the the the, the guy in the Ed Brown uh, trial definitely tried that? Reno and Gonzalez. They, yeah, no, no, no. no, no. Mark, come on. Don't use that as an example. The, the that guy is, was saying that that... That's, look, no. he's saying that it's sentencing, for God's sakes. You don't wait till the end of your trial to say, oh, by the way, hey, I I'm not in, that I person. I sent in documents to the, uh, the Keene District Court that made it clear that... And then you went in... I understand your skepticism, I made it too. clear that I didn't consent to their system, and they wouldn't even let me say two words in the courtroom before they threw me in a jail cell. So, you know, you can file paperwork with these guys, and that's all well and good, but I don't see how filing paperwork saying, I'm not that corporate person, is going to stop the men with guns from coming and taking, you from your, taking your freedom from you and throwing you into a cell. What I have learned from my hundreds of hours that I've spent learning about their system, learning about people who have gone in and taken these arguments, is that there is a method to the madness. It, you know, you, you seem to think it's these magic words or the secret formula or whatever, but there is a method to the madness, and it's up to you to call them when they don't follow their own rules, whether that's through appeal or the process is not easy. But They've Joe's been, saying you can just uh, withdraw. She's no, just saying you can file some that, paperwork. It's not that easy, and, you know, you oh, can wait, file. So, you, Joe, you've done it, right? You're free, oh, aren't you? I am working on it. Right now, okay, I am okay. filing the papers and, what and doing will probably the things to happen, get out of the system. Joe, what will probably happen is you will get picked up, uh, you'll get a ticket, you'll get pulled over, you'll get arrested, something will happen. You'll I'm, I'm going to insist on it. You'll Okay, great. And you're going to go into court and yeah. you will you know, state your claim and the judge will find some way to get you to acknowledge what he wants you to say, what he needs you to say in order to proceed. I and don't intend to say anything. I intend to file my paper. Then he will treat you as a mute before. client, and he will proceed against you without, you know, without. Do you your think filing consent? this paperwork, Joe, is going to stop the men with guns from coming and arresting you on a failure to appear warrant? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna file it with the clerk to go into the the court. So you are going to go to court. So even though you're not in their system, you're still going to obey what they're demanding, and you're going to go to the courtroom when they demand that you go there. I, I would go and show up, yes, but when the judge opens 
the file, that paper should be in there, and mm-hmm. he should dismiss the case. Should dismiss the case. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You know what? We've had people calling for years about this stuff on the show. And what I've always asked for is for people to keep us up to date with what goes on with their, uh, with their process, and no one has ever done it. So maybe, Joe, you could be Do the first person. Do me a favor. Read the book. And then tomorrow night, how about you can I be? How about you ago, can just be the testimonial for us, Joe? Show You've us how it's book. done. Show us how it's done. Show us your success. Call back when you filed all whatever the papers you need to file, and call back when they come after you for some sort of traffic ticket or whatever it is they come after you for, and, and let us know what happens. And post your uh, your motions on freekeen.com so everybody else can look at them and learn from them. Yeah, we all want to know how to do this, and if it's true what you're saying, if it's true that this approach works, you can be a testimonial and you can prove it to us rather than just saying, well. There are hundreds of people that have filed this guy's paperwork, and they're free now. I haven't seen so, any real examples. So Joe, I'm, Do me a favor. Yes. You read the book. Well, Joe, you know what? There are Joe, a lot of books Joe. out there, Joe. <laughs> you do it. I'm a, I'm a syndicated talk show host. I get books that you I can't carry out of the uh, the post office. Uh, there's so many of them. No, there are five other guys selling read, books just read like the book. this. There are five other uh, websites selling similar information, and similar I've, prices. Right, so, frankly, if, so if I back up this book, then I'm doing a disservice to those five others, um, those five other people who have done you know whatever, and they have a slightly different take on it. I can't do that. I can't you know make that recommendation. And frankly. I've seen probably five to ten hours of free videos that talk about operating in commerce and the corporate identity that gets attached to your name and how you are giving consent when you identify yourself as, yes, I am Sam Dotson. So I've seen all that stuff, and I haven't had to pay $10 to get it. And, you know, there's still a, it's a complicated process. There's a lot to it. I think there are some things happening in the background where judges are tricking people into consenting. Just like the cop tells you, I'm going to have to ask you to turn that camera off. So call us back, Joe, and let us know how your process is going along, and then we'll uh, continue the discussion then. Thanks for the call tonight. I bet we'll probably never hear from her, but I hope we do. It has been Ian here with you. And Sam, I am. And Mark. See you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.